Thanks for tuning in to the Q&A portion of our podcast live with casting director Angela Terry. We hope you can join us next time. For details on all upcoming Speak LA events, please go to www.ispeakla.com. That's www.ispeakla.com. And now to your questions. Quite a lot, um, but when you look at a breakdown, say you know, because it's only the photo, right? Um, but also, when someone comes into an audition, what's like? What do you look at? As in, what kind of stands out to you? What's those kind of things that you that makes you kind of stop and go, yay? And then what's also the things that you're like big no no, like you're straight <laughs> out like mm, no, I'm done. <laughs> Thank you and good night. Um, yeah, uh, the things that I say yay are when someone is on point with their craft, and they came prepared. They were thoughtful about the character. They make uh, thorough in their choices. They're working from pictures. It's a big thing of mine. I want to see the imagery in your head. Um, prepared with everything. Um, attitude's important. You don't have to be like uh, over overly gracious or anything. To, you don't have to be like a sock up or anything. But it's important to not be sour. I think, because we're also looking at who you are on set. So if I don't know you and I'm just getting to meet you, it's just, we're a very, very warm office. So it's very rare anybody comes into us and is sour, but every once in a while it's happened and we're like, damn, who's that guy? But I don't want to put him on set with my, these, I love my producers, right? Love my producers. I just want to send them people that are going to bring them love too, in that they're great creative partners to be with on set. So we're watching who you are as a person because that's who you're going to, what you're going to bring to the set. Um, some people are masking that and they're dirty rotten scoundrels when they get there. <laughs> but it's pretty rare. I, we have a good sense of it. Um, and then when people, the no's are having that kind of weird attitude, defensiveness to redirect, um, because like I'm working with you. So if, you're, so if a redirect frightens you, sometimes people shut down by that or they're offended by what I'm, it's like you, look, casting directors are pressured. They're working very fast. Sometimes their direction is, uh, let's just be gracious and say it's general and it's not super well thought out. Sometimes it's brilliant. It just depends on the casting director. They still know what they want. They still know what they're looking for. So try to roll with it and when and learn to interpret vague direction um, and think about it ahead of time. So if I say to you, I really need the pace to be faster, how can you do that in a way that doesn't make you rush through the material, but it's you've already thought through how you can pace it up, right? Without disturbing your process, right? So those images need to come faster for, you know, that you're already rolling into the next line when you're on that one. And in, in, in an ability to pick it up in a way that doesn't hurt you. What if I need you to, if I say, you know what, I, you know, if we see the character having a lot of fun in our mind's eye and you come in and you're not having that much fun, I might say to you, can you just try it again and have a little more fun with it? They actually made a joke, a huge joke about it at the CSA Awards because it's such bad direction and we, <laughs> I get, apparently we give, all cast managers like tend to give that. Can you just have a little, have a little more fun with it? Like <laughs> what the fuck does that mean for actors? What it means is that I probably perceive the character as having a better time than you are right now. <laughs> so, <laughs> right? Because I see the, I see the, I see as I'm reading the script, I visualize the roles and where I think things are going and the, the height, the possibilities, sort of the level of what I see in it. So I'm, I'm trying to help you hit those, hit that level. If you're close, I'm going to try and help you hit it. If you're missing a beat, I'm going to try and help you 
correct that. So it's also somebody who has an ability to not screw up the whole performance. If I ask you just to change that one dial on the equalizer, you need to be able to keep everything in that same pocket of where you were and just tweak that one moment, right? So when we go back through it again, it doesn't ruin the other aspects of your performance. Does that help? Is that yeah, it for me? I have like 20 more questions. <laughs> <laughs> I have 20 more answers. Can I ask the same question that she just asked, yeah. but about headshots? Like yeah. what stands out to you in a headshot? Or, for me, it's soulfulness. Yeah. I have to mm -hmm. say it's come down to that. I see it over and over again. And even if it's, even if it's uh, a fun, like lighter headshot, it's a soulfulness. Mm -hmm. And me being able to, like when you look at great photography and you, and that just step, if it's, I love black and white photography, but everybody's in color now. But it just, it's like you see it on a, you can see it on a wall of a, an art gallery. And it's just great, crisp mm -hmm. photography. And the person is just sort of alive in the picture. That's what grabs. It's the ones that are a little sort of frozen that I don't respond to. Mm. So if you're, it's, it's, oh my God, it's what Tyra Banks would say on <laughs> America's Next Top Model. <laughs> it is, to be perfectly honest, I think a lot of that stuff is probably applies. Smiling with your eyes, smile, smizing or whatever she called it. Smizing. <laughs> I can't remember what she said. Um, so if, when you say, okay, if I want to, you know, break, I'm breaking in, I'm a beginning actor, um, and I, there's shows on television that I love, and I want to kind of send my stuff to a casting director, but I don't want to offend anyone by being like, hey, like, I don't have a lot of credits, like, I don't have a lot of this or that, like... Oh, you're not going to offend anybody. We're so beaten over the head with that. It's okay. Mm -hmm. You're not going to offend anybody. Don't, you know, knock on that door for sure. I think what's great is, is if you're here in L.A. and you want to book anything on those shows, I would target, find every single show that's shooting in Los Angeles. You could do it collectively as a group. Find out the casting directors and where they are and those people that are casting because if it's shooting locally, they're casting the one lines the under fives, the co-stars, the smaller parts, they're casting all of that stuff. And if they have a role that comes in at 11 o'clock that night and multicam sometimes will do that, the script will change and they need to see you the next morning. Um, every show does that. But uh, if it's shooting locally, they're going to have auditions going and they're going to see those parts. Sometimes we were grabbing for those postcards. I don't right now because my show shoots in Toronto, but on the digitals, for sure. On the digitals, I was calling people in and anything that they would send. If I like that postcard, hey, and I give it to my assistant or associate, set that person up and have them come in. There's no harm. It takes 30 seconds to see you in a one-line part, right? So I would target all the shows that shoot in town, find who those casting directors are, and start doing some kind of a group mailer to them. Hey, I want to read one line's mm -hmm. co-star parts. We, we're, we, we're educated. We're, we're trained. We want to come in for you, you know. And in terms of, like, what... What would be something like a package that you could like to present to them that would be more professional, that would 
like, because, like, there's all, people say all different kinds of things about, you like, what a, you need to have, like, a website oh, or, oh. like, clips. I'm not going to your website. Like, not, all those yeah. types of things. <laughs> I, I'm not spending time going to your website. If I get a postcard from you and it's a one-line rule, I am not investigating you. Right, right. <laughs> I'm just going to read you and meet you and find out if you're a weirdo. And then I'm going to, and if you can act. And then if you can, then I'm going to ask you maybe a little bit about yourself. I'm going to be have your resume at that point. I'll look at your resume and make sure that you're trained and you're, you're not totally crazy. And... Um, um, it's those roles uh, because the people that I a lot of the people that I know they don't want to do those anymore so those actors so if I've got a group of people who do one line two line parts they move up and they want to do co-stars and they don't want to do that they don't want to spend their moment on that series doing one line they want a bigger part so they want to hold out so then I need a new crop of people every time every digital project that comes along I need a new crop of people who are going to work for $125 for that day and I'm looking for people that are, are there of the quality that I could test Morgan, who is on our show now, he came in for all of our digital projects and we just loved him. And now he's a series regular on In the Dark. So that we just, you know, you, you want to become part of almost like our repertory company. We like carry this group of actors around with us that we love and we keep bringing in new ones all the time that we love and we bring them in for our stuff over and over and over again. You need fans of casting directors. You need 30 casting directors who feel, or to start with five or 10, who feel that way about you, who start to just like, bring you in and then they bring you in again and then they bring you in again. They're trying to get you booked. They like your work. You're delivering for them in the room. And sometimes we bring in actors, we'll put them on tape. They weren't right for that. So we hold the tape back because we don't want to burn the producers out on them and we want to show you for exactly the right part. So then we send you through when we think you can get it. Mm. So there's a lot of that because we're doing a lot of taping without the producers in the room. So then we're looking at the 20 people that came in and we're picking the five to show them. Um, so I would protect you in that way and make sure that you get sent forward on the role that you could get. Does that make sense? Yeah. There's no, like, I don't know about the website. I don't know. I think that you need to be working, be creating content, be driving your own career. Because then people, people want to be in business with you. Agents managers get excited about someone who's, you know, the, who is at the front of the ship, right? It's also great training for later on when you are thrust into that position as a producer or co-creator, you know, you're, you've also, you're developing skills along the way of driving the helming, you know? I'm sorry, go ahead. Uh, so just out of curiosity, on Band of Brothers, there was a lot of actors cast on that show who have gone on to do crazy things, but at the time were really unestablished and had nothing behind them, like, like James McAvoy and I think Tom Hardy and Michael Fassbender. At the time, they didn't have anything. So what was, why were they cast? And what was the casting process like for that show specifically? It was insane. That's a big question. Um, McAvoy and Tom Hardy were both cast by Suzanne Smith out of England. So she cast them because they were the local parts as we started filming. Um, but I remember Tom Hardy's audition, and it was a small role. And I called her immediately. I called her email, or I called her, and I'm like, oh my God, who is that guy? <laughs> he just like flew off the screen at me on his, in his audition tape. And I was immediately like in love with him as an actor. Fassbender came in, um, in the England. We had all the actors cast in Los Angeles at that time. That, that's a whole, that was like a six month process where we started before we even had the green light. Um, we had one piece of material. I got very tired of that one piece of material, <laughs> but they all read it and they were all, 
the fervor around that project was like nothing I've ever seen. And I was told by many different people during the process, this is the hottest thing going on in town right now. Every guy wants in on this. There was something that was driving them from inside to be a part of that experience and portray these people who had done this through their, their genes, you know, their genetics, their DNA. They wanted to be, they wanted to be a part of the project. And it was an extraordinary thing to be, to watch and to see. And, um, the actors like Fassbender came in when we went to England, Meg and Lieberman and I went to England um, uh, because Tom was coming out in, a, in a, like two weeks and we needed more options for him because there were like 45 parts that needed to be cast in England. We'd cast 16, I think, out of the States. And then um, because we shot at Hatfield in, in London. So... Um, we needed to see an enormous amount of actors. I was in a room, Meg was in a room, I had a reader and someone running the camera for me. And we just, I was so jet lagged when I got there. Oh, she had like me, but it's like, it's like the kind of jet lag where you're like picked up by a limo and then you're staying at Covent <laughs> Gardens and then I flew home in a private jet with Tom. And he was like, it was all good, it's all good. It's like, I'll take that kind of um, jet lag any day of the week. But I, I remember being uh, very nervous that I was gonna miss somebody. And that was where I was in my career, where I wasn't quite sure I trusted my own intuition. And now, like, it's funny, like, I, I, that's laughable. Like, of course I know now, but I had to go through that. So anything that you're awkward with, I'm just saying give that time because that will, that will work itself out if you're terrified at auditions and that sort of thing. But when we were in that, to finish up on the Michael Fassbender, all, those other, all the other Brit roles came through that. Um, experience and we just read and read and read for days and then we picked the guys to come in and meet with Tom and Tom read with all the actors personally wow. I know he heard me read once and he's like give me those <laughs> uh, because it was and I had I'm usually a very good reader but I had such trouble with it because it was so male and it was so like longitude and latitude and oh we're here in general it's like I didn't fucking have a clue I didn't know where to draw from in myself to do it I knew what I liked I knew when I saw it but I saw I had I that was the best experience of probably of my life so um, that didn't answer your question at all did it yeah. Okay, good. All right, great. <laughs> okay, sorry, another one. Um, kind of going off what Anne said, um, with applying to casting directors, so I, um, I had a show a couple of weeks ago and I sent out emails. I didn't do postcards because I was too late to do that all. So I'll do postcards next time. You know, and I don't know how hot postcards are right now. Like that was when I had like in-town shows, postcards were handy for us. Oh, I was told previous, like, couple, the people like last do, year they're still, still doing it. it. So okay, good, good. Yeah. It was just I, me. I still get them, yeah. but I don't get a lot of them anymore. It's not the same, like, stack. Okay, wait. Well, one thing, one question. What do you prefer, email or postcard? Oh, don't fucking email me. If you get my email address, <laughs> do not email me. Some people are on social media, and my business partner's on Facebook, and she's okay with people reaching out to her. Instagram, whatever, I do not feel that way. So <laughs> if you find my email address because you get a hold of a cruise sheet, that is not going to go anywhere with me. And it's not that it's horrible I'm going to remember. I'm just going to delete you. So I, I just am. So postcards are going to be – yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I but again. with that, I'd be, I, I went out to – or I, I um, sent out emails and stuff to directors and managers – but do you send them out to casting agents? Because I, I feel like I got a reply once being like, oh, I'm a casting director. Like, don't contact me because yeah. I'm not going to come see you because 
I'm not that first point of call because do you guys, will you as a casting agency and directors find us by ourselves or do you have to go through an agent or a manager kind of thing? You know, like if we contact you, will you then look at us if we're unrepresented? Absolutely look at you if you're unrepresented. Absolutely. Okay, so oh, we should sure. be contacting you as well. I think there's no reason to not read you if you're a trained yeah. actor and you're right for a part and you will do a little under five or a one-line thing for sure, I can't imagine not wanting to see you if I, if I don't have enough options or if it's, again, if it's for something that doesn't pay as yeah. much, it's helpful, but you're trying to get your foot in the door there. But um, I don't know that the way to do it is to find my email because No, I, no, I, definitely. <laughs> it's totally fine. <laughs> and we're casting yeah. directors. We don't call ourselves casting agents, just so Sorry, you know. Casting. No, it's all right. Agents are like franchised and bonded yeah. and it's like a whole big thing. It's okay. a legal thing. So whatever. I don't, we're casting So how directors. would you get in contact with the EU or other... Um, um, Sounds like postcards. I, I, yeah. I mean, I, I hate that, that that can't be the only way to, okay, if you're yeah. like, one of the things that I think people really should do in LA, like LA has theater, it's not this, the huge, like New York is, New York and Chicago much bigger in theater, but here really what's hot, there's like improv houses are very hot. So mm -hmm. if you go and do a class at the Groundlings and you're Groundlings 1, Groundlings 2, Groundlings 3, and then you're in the Sunday, we go to those shows. So that is a way to be seen, to move up, to be seen out there doing things. We do go to theater. My business partner has like a, a, she's a subscription at the taper, so she goes to all of that. But she also goes to smaller theater around town. It's just always not, it's not as reliably good. Um, so I, I, but I want to know who the Groundlings are. And when I see, if I'm doing comedy and I see Groundlings training or, you know, Upright Citizens Brigade or something on there, that matters to me. Um, yeah. So um, I think postcards, be seen doing something, be in, like if you've got, like the digital stuff, if you, if you have a, like a little clip that's, that is good and, and gives a little sense of you, that's helpful. It's not important. It's not, doesn't keep you out of it if you don't have a clip, you know. It's rough. I'm sorry. That's a really no, vague answer, no, but. No, no, it was so useful. Yeah. Okay, good. <laughs> Hi. Hi. Um, so. Acting is my main passion, but I've always been curious about different jobs within the industry. And I've always, I've at one point I thought I wanted to be a cinematographer, one time directing, one time I wanted to be a casting director. Oh, In high no. school, I was very confused <laughs> about everything. But Get a couple of cats and just forget <laughs> about relationships. No, I'm just kidding. So, Sorry. No, it's not quite that bad. <laughs> is casting directing something I can pursue alongside acting, or is it just not really possible with, like... It's rough because of the hours are so insane. There are people who have done it. Marsha DeBonis is probably a pretty good example of it. She's a New York casting director, been around for a long time, and she also acts. She was... Uh, in 13 Going on 30, Jennifer Garner's little secretary, assistant person, that's Marcia DeBonis. And so you'll see her every once in a while crop up on something and she comes out here and does theater and she just was like, screw it, I love acting, so I'm gonna keep doing it. So there are a lot of people like me who are trained who go into casting and some of them still kind of go back and forth a little bit. But it's hard because when you're really working in casting, like I, if you're my assistant, I freaking own you. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just. I'm sorry, Jason. I didn't mean to say that. But not really. my associate. But like when we're doing a pilot, we're all working ninety to hundred hours a week. Oh my wow. god, it's ridiculous, isn't it? Wow. Like I worked hundred hours a week a lot in my career, so my adrenal glands are shot. That's why 
I need locks that is actually made from carrots. <laughs> Does that... It, you can. You know, you could... I mean, look, you can go in and... Maybe you can do, you know, step in for a month and do feel like a little, just to get a sense of it. It's always good to know that we're just chicks and guys in rooms with cameras reading and reading and reading. I'm trying the role on you. I'm trying the role on you. I'm trying the role on you. And I'm seeing what pops and what works and what shifts in. So you get a sense um, that it's a lot more like, let's put on a show. So it, I think it takes some of the mystery out of it. It stops making it this mystical thing. Um, and you can get a glance firsthand about whether or not you want to do it. So maybe you try it for a month, and if you hate it, you quit. God, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but don't tell anyone I told you to do that. <laughs> Hi. 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 So you mentioned earlier that we should be doing research on which shows are casting where for like co-star roles and which CDs are you know casting. Yeah. When we find that out, what's the next move? So we know who's casting for which show, and they're casting in L.A. or, like, Vancouver I, I, or something. Then what's the next step? It, you know, it's if it were me, I guess what I would do is probably get a little mailer going. Maybe you could do it collectively as a group. We get that sometimes packets. Like, look, we all want to come in on one line and co-star parts. Please call us in. All of your contacts need to be on there. I need to be able to email you at 11 o'clock at night and get you in the next morning. And it's just, it's a, it's a shot in hell, you know. And you take it. And by the way, I bring in people unrepresented in that way. We have done that. It just depends on what I need, when I need it, and how much it pays. Okay, awesome. So postcards are like, like a a mailer. A you could you actually do a little group postcard thing to the casting director. You could put you know ten postcards in there together. You could send them individually. The the one thing that I realize that is unnecessary is some people are sending them like every week, and that's not necessary. I need it maybe you know once a month. Once you can month. hit that person again. But if you hit. I remember used to send out like a hundred resumes uh, and would get like two auditions out of that. But they were two like legitimate auditions, mm -hmm. cold, like basically That's like a cold amazing. call. I auditioned for the Bonnie Hunt part in uh, Dave. Do you remember the movie Dave? Mm -hmm. Where he's like, okay, so yeah, I was awful. <laughs> I had no idea. He called me in cold. It was like wearing wedgies, wedge heels and like little shorts and I was going in all cute. And it was for like the museum person. I was so lost in that audition. So lost. <laughs> I can't remember who the casting director was. But um, does that help? It's, yeah, it is weird when you're starting out like that. you got to get a bite. But then don't let that be your only thing that you do. You're not sitting around waiting for a call. It's like waiting yeah. for a guy to call. Or, girl, it's not, no. <laughs> or waiting for them to text, apparently. Y'all don't call each other anymore. Um, <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Thank you. Sure. Thanks, okay. <laughs> Yeah. Um, now I just forgot it. <laughs> Wait, I got it. I got oh, it back. Wow. Okay. So if we are doing shows and we, um, like, there's some of us are in, this program has a company, like, and it, it has shows and they go up, like, three, there's only three days, their theater. Um, would that, like, if you are doing something, but it's short, and you do want to be, show that, like, hey, look, no, 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 I really, I'm not just sitting here. Wait, I'm not sitting in a coffee shop yeah, chatting yeah, with yeah, my yeah. other unemployed right. acting friends. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, like, is there a way to sort of, you know, 
pitch yourself if you're not in a long running show or if you're like, do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you'd, you'd have to get it to them enough in advance. And and let them know that you know we have it. I there may be some. I'm sure there's some casting directors who are on social media. You can reach out to them if they're making themselves available. You could hey we're set, you know our class is doing this at this show tonight, tomorrow night, and Friday night. If you're around, please let me know. I'd love to get you comps and there's champagne and hors d'oeuvres or whatever. It's like we we'd like you to come see us. We want to work on anything that you're doing. Um, and we are, you know, we're all here available for one line roles, you know, but, um, but even then if they can't make it, they've gotten maybe the little digital flyer, you know, with your pictures on it and contact information or something so they can get a hold of you if they need you. Would that just be the email of like the office? Cause like if I'm on IMDB, this is how I've been, do you know what I mean? So like I can be like an IMDB be pro person and have some details of like where these offices are or like what these I'd find out who who's on who's on social media because there are cast directors who are on social media and they're active and they post things. I know Risa Bremen Garcia and she also teaches, but she's like if they're accessible, who who is they? Yeah, 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 yeah. If they are, if they're making themselves available in that way, use whatever you can get. So it's postcards. If they're on social media, approach them because they're making themselves available to you. Um, and it's just a way to generate and keep going and if they I I don't know that an an email for the office will work and in a big office like ours we would get like each one of us would get one of those postcards so each one of the associates and the assistants sometimes the assistants are a good way in the receptionists are a good way in Um, there's a building (laughs) this is terrible it's the Samsung building on um, I used to I had an office there for like three or four years there are a ton of casting directors in that building and you can, you Where can, Samsung, it's on Wilshire and Fairfax, Fairfax, no, it's La Brea and Wilshire, oh, yeah. La Brea and Wilshire, it's the big exactly. Sam, yeah. it's the big yeah, yeah. Samsung, they took, they, they took the Samsung thing down. Yes. Oh. <laughs> I love that building. There are a ton of it's, casting directors in there. Yeah. there. It's an open building, there's no guard at the front, and there's a ton of casting directors. And what I used to do during pilot season is like, they were casting the 100 beneath us, and I would like shop in the halls. For like, I would walk around, go to the bathroom, and like, oh, do you have a picture and resume with you? <laughs> Thank you. Who were you with? You would shop. I would shop That's in the hilarious. halls because there would be hundreds of actors milling around with sides and stuff like that. It's just kind of fun. Maybe cruise through just to see what it's like. Right. But I don't know. Maybe you can. If there's a receptionist, hand him a picture. Hand him a postcard. It's okay. There were actors who used to come by all the time. It was a little less. There was less access before too, so they would have to find out where the address was and then show up. I don't want to say who the actor was, but he's like well known now, and he's on series. But he's hey, is Mr. Hirschfeld around? I just want to give Mr. Hirschfeld my picture, wow. resume. And he would pop his little. And I was behind like a doctor's office, you know, it was an old, obviously a doctor's office thing. Pop his head in. Is Mr. Hirschfeld around? I like him. You know, <laughs> I, I want to just for anything that he's. And now he's. If you if I told you his name, you would laugh. You would die laughing. But the you know that just shows that every actor has that initial sort of thing that happens. Yeah. Unless you come from the theater world or you come from like Ashton Kutcher was a model, so he his first audition was for that 70s oh, show. Ashton. Or oh, Ashton. Ashton. <laughs> they Bad did that Ashton. 70s show out of Lieberman Hirschfeld. Um, we oh, are out of time. No. Right. Yes. No. Yes. But I'm sure they have more questions. I know. <laughs> I'm just kidding. We'll do it again. What? We'll do it again. We'll do it again. Yeah. <laughs> we'll do it again. Can we do it again? Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks so much for listening to Speak LA, the podcast. 
We want to be able to bring you more episodes like this one, but we can only do that with your support. Please take a moment to rate, review, and subscribe to Speak LA the Podcast on your favorite podcast app. For more information on Speak LA, go to www.ispeakla.com. My name is Camille thornton Olson, And I'm Jen Jostin. And we are the founders of Speak LA. Our sound engineer is the very talented Dan Leonard of homevoiceoverstudio.com. See you next time.